welcome to the Wilco Podcast. Worship Leaders Collective is a worship community of over 32,000 worship leaders from 99 countries around the world. You can check us out online at worshipleaderscollective.com or type in Worship Leaders Collective on Facebook to get connected for free today. Our hope is to help equip you with the tools and resources you need so that you can be who God's called you to be and do what He's called you to do. You've been called for such a time as this. Listen up as we dive into another episode of the Wilco Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Wilco Podcast. Uh, Jenny McGrew here. We're really excited for today's episode. We have a very special guest with us today in the studio, all the way from Denver, Colorado. Her name is Donna Lassett. She co-pastors the Pearl Church. Uh, in Denver with her husband, Doug Lassett, and she's a singer, she's a songwriter, she's a pastor, she's a worship pastor, uh, you name it. Uh, that is who she is. She's such a massive blessing to the body of Christ. So we have asked her today if she would come share with us some tips and some methods of how they have raised up the next generation of worship leaders, worshipers in their church, uh, her and her husband, have an extraordinary grace upon their life to raise up the next generation. So we couldn't think of anyone better to be in the studio with us today. So get ready, buckle up. It's going to be a good session. Hey guys, it's so good to be back. Um, we have a special treat with us today. Um, we have Donna Lassett with us from the Pearl Church in Denver, uh, Colorado. And I'm just so excited and kind of shocked actually that she's here with us today it's been kind of an interesting you know way to you know I want to say reconnect I, I can't really say there was a strong connection maybe face to face initially but there was a strong connection in my heart um, initially maybe we'll get to some of that but I just want to give you the floor give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about you and Doug and your church and what's going on so welcome well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I love what God's doing even with, with this. Um, uh, but yeah, my name is Donna Lassett. Uh, me and my husband were youth pastors for a million years. It feels like a million years ago. Um, so we did Generation Unleashed for many years in Portland, Oregon, and um, which was a youth conference. We did a lot of worship. My role there was a lot of worship. And then we had that moment where God said, go start a church in a land you don't know. So here we are in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> Didn't know a single soul when we got here. I think we knew one person that, like a person of a per, like a friend of a friend, um, but just kind of started out of our church or out of our home and started a church and began to build. And uh, so, yeah, that's where we're at now is uh, in Denver, Colorado. And uh, I oversee our worship and our women's and help lead the church with Doug. So that's kind of my role, which is a little bit of a lot of things, if you know what I mean. You might know a little bit about something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, it can be a lot of things, you know, we're wearing a, a lot of hats and as women, we can wear, you know, a lot of hats and just coming through this season. Yeah, it's been a whole lot of a whole lot, but I'm really <laughs> thankful today for the grace of God and, yeah. you know, his grace then, his grace here and now, and we know that his grace towards his church and his future. Yeah. So it's really yeah. beautiful to see the fruit on the other side of this, you know, and even as we are walking through it, you know, just like holding on, mm -hmm. holding on, holding on. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are fixed on Jesus. Right. Um, but we look back, 
And we look back and we're like, oh, there was God and there was God and there was God and there was God and just the resilience and strength in the church that we can all see, thank goodness, yes, for his grace um, mm-hmm. to help move the church forward. So yeah. we're going to talk a little bit today about raising up the next generation of worshipers and uh yeah, I was just, you know, mulling over what we should talk about and, you know, just thinking about you and your wheelhouse and just the grace of God on your life. And I think that this is an area that many people are interested in hearing more about. I think it can be an area where um, this has been challenging for many, many people. And uh, my heart is to let's give them some encouragement and some hope and maybe some some practical tools. But Let's just back up just a little bit. So you and Doug, you got, you know, you guys did Jen Unleashed. Um, you know, just seeing a little bit about you know your story. You know, moving over to Denver and just being in your church with you guys last month. You know, you can see the next gen everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. And you know, where did that heart for the next gen generation come from? I think it, it starts when you know I was a young person that was believed in. You know, so I go back to like my roots, and it's like I was in a worship church. Um, you know, both in Canada originally from, you know, Vancouver, British Columbia and a worship, you know, church. And there was just, I was always kind of grew up in a culture that believed in that. Um, but then I think what happened was in our church, um, where we were at in Portland, as we began to lead, we realized that the same, you know, incredible team, the A team, shall we call it, was getting older and older. And as Doug and I stepped into youth ministry, there was really this gap, you know, of, where do we we don't have anybody so i mean to be honest it really happened when we became youth pastors and we went to do a worship service and it was like me and i couldn't get any of the other you know adults i was like so me on the piano trying to do a fast song and feel it so it really kind of was like at a necessity Uh, maybe you're at a place where you know some of you listening or whatever it it might be birthed out of necessity but what god is doing is something far greater than that and really what happened is i got to see what that was like to believe in a young person and put some seeds in their hearts and now some of this there this is some of them this is their full-time job now is carrying that and um you know you think about those days way back when you're like hey you know i see you have rhythm why don't you take you know pick up the drums why don't you hey you know and uh so it started out a necessity and some strategies were kind of birthed out of that to really create a culture it's really about culture where um you know the young people are not looked down upon as they're beginning their journey and i think if we're constantly uh, in our generation bashing the youngers the younger generation they're not going to be empowered or excited to do worship and that is the scariest thing to me is to think about like not passing on the heart of worship Mm -hmm. and a culture of worship Uh, you know the scariest thing would be is if we just get this incredible team and we just kept growing older you know 10 15 years and there's nobody there underneath, you know, to carry it forward, then to me, that's a lose, not a win. Uh, So I think that's just a constant thing. And then of course, we had this incredible team with, I think we had like 200 people in a music school that we started in Portland School of Music. All these students, just this culture of, you know, taking lessons, developing and worship workshops and all the things we created. And then we come here and there's like 12 people sitting around in a circle in a house. And I'm like, starting again so i feel like i've done it twice (laughs) had to start again um 
But again, just that that heart to just see people experience the presence of God and realize that can they can grow and develop in this gift of worship and the creatives in the house of God. You know, that's so cool for me. So yeah, it's kind of so where good. it started. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. What would you say your biggest challenge has been? Uh, in this season or challenge? Yeah, just biggest challenge. It's, you know, let's just keep this in, you know, the wheelhouse of the next generation, but your biggest challenge of working with the next generation. I think, you know, you have to, there's this, you know, issue of relevancy, right? You want to be relevant to what, you know, the, the style and, cult, you know, music culture just moves mm-hmm. so fast. And all of a sudden you're like, right. where are we now, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's like not being intimidated by that or threatened by that or mm-hmm. stuck in your ways. But at the same time, you know, then I see people just wash their hands of it and just be like, go. And then there's not a, a, a standing on our shoulders type of a thing. So I think it's really like, how can we get through all of that and, and, disciple them and really disciple them and not not make them us but disciple them in and boil all the stuff down to what really matters which is the presence of god the heart of worship excellence you know it's that balance of Mm -hmm. developing your gift and being excellent but then on the other side there's this heart of worship Mm -hmm. so i think if we the hardest part is some people can't get past some of the other things that maybe bug them or you know they have the stigma they're not going to practice they're not going to show up they're lazy or whatever if you come in ministering to the next generation and you've already labeled them in certain ways you're never gonna you're never gonna help develop them and okay. you know i think the biggest thing for me is they got to know you love them because mm-hmm. if i have built a relationship and they know i love them then i can look them square in the face and say dude dude you're killing me i need you to yeah. get there on time i I, you know i need you but if we have no love and we just have kind of like eye roll then there's going to be this big gap you know so i think relationally there's got to be that love and the seeing past the stuff being willing to boil down some of the stuff to like what 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 is my role here to to develop them and disciple them and to love them honestly that's to me you got to just let go of certain things you know so good yeah so good Okay, greatest joy. Uh, my greatest joy. Okay, last week we had kids camp at our church. Yeah, and I walked awesome. in. It was so fun because this was a moment where I was like, it's working. Like here, you know, like 11 years, whatever, into our church plant journey, you know, having to start again or whatever. And I looked up on the stage and the girl playing the piano, we dedicated her at our very first Pearl Church service. And it hit me. She's literally playing piano my daughter's taught her piano for now a few years she is the piano player i look over the guy playing electric guitar he's in middle school he's 12 years old and i like knew him from the time he was literally a baby they came into our church that first or second year and here he's playing electric guitar i look over in the acoustic guitar he's in middle school uh you know it's just that to me is my greatest joy because then i'm like the church is in good hands because they are feeling part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me now, my greatest joy is really seeing going into the youth service and seeing them like going hard after God. And I didn't know anything about the list, the team, the set. I did nothing. Yeah, you know, I we've empowered them to take it. I mean, there could be no greater joy to me than that is seeing it carrying on to the next generation. There's no greater joy to me than that. 
I love my kids are involved, which is, yeah. Oh, your kids are awesome. This makes me think of how one generation shall praise your works to another, you know, like it just, that just brings it to light and you can just, you know, his word was made flesh and dwelled among us. That's just so, so awesome. Um, Okay. So this is where we really want to get to today. What are a few things, practical things? Now you, I I feel like you've already talked about that through discipleship and maybe we'll unpack that a little bit in loving them. Um, What are a few practical things that you could, encourage people with just to give them some equipping tools of of raising up the next generation of worship. I think there's got to be a vehicle to do those. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. up here is the big thought. I want to disciple and I want to love them, but you got to have like a, what is my Mm -hmm. vehicle to do that? And I think in every church, there's going to be a different, you know, way that practically Mm -hmm. works out. When we were in Portland and I was raising up young people, Saturday morning was perfect for them. And you think, you know, they're not going to, nobody's going to come on a Saturday morning. Oh my word. Yeah, they are. If you give them something exciting to come to, they'll be there on a Saturday morning. So to me, that was our vehicle. And the vehicle is gathering. You got to gather them together. um, And you can't be afraid if literally one of them can barely play three chords. It's you got to start somewhere. So for me, we did worship workshops. I've always done worship workshops in our church in Portland and here. I've done worship workshops about, you know, once a month um, in especially the building season. Um, And in those worship workshops, I'm always thinking about three things. This is from always the beginning is I got to give them something that is inspirational. I got to inspire them, which means I'm going to teach them about worship. So, you know, I gathered, you know, from nine to 12, we're going to have a worship workshop. Anybody who wants to be involved. So it's like a wide net, right? Right. And you bring in and there's an inspirational, there's prayer. I'm laying hands on them. I'm teaching them about worship, the heart Mm -hmm. of worship, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Then I have to give them a practical tool to develop them, right? So then I'm like, hey, we're going to learn a new song and you know there's times i think uh, you know a couple weeks ago now we call them jam sessions but literally there was all these guitars in a row right and you have the one that's like can play guitar in their sleep and the one that is like putting their fingers like that you know that slow and they're all together and just kind of like that practical we're going to learn a new song we're going to give you a tool i'm going to literally teach you a chord um, in those worship workshops ahead of time one person on each instrument that is skilled in that instrument is kind of leading that section so you know depending on what you have use what you have to work with there's times here where i was that person trying to help you know all the different instruments but the moment someone walks into our doors that is above that i'm like you take them and they're really breaking down in a practical way is like oh the reason why that's not working is try playing the chord this way or try to, you know, put this position or whatever. So it's like a really practical part of that, that time, because then they walk away and they learn something They we want them to walk away, having learned something and having something that they could practice. Um, and then relational is the other biggest part. So every time we gather jam session, worship workshop, whatever you want to call it, um, is there's gotta be a relational element. Cause one thing with music and you know, those creatives is, you know, they got to be, they got to get along. And sometimes that can be like a, a, you know, friction point or whatever, you know? Uh, So there's things like food that can connect you. So I will always do a meal or donuts or whatever. I will force them to pray for each other. We will have little groups where we break up and talk with one another, hangout sections, barbecue at my house, 
but relational. So I'm always kind of like balancing those three things, inspiring them, teaching them, mm -hmm. and really giving them practical tools and then relational right. tools. So I think it's like what vehicle for your church now for us, it's like Thursday night works best for everybody. Okay, whatever it is, do that and be thinking, how can I move the dial forward in all those three areas in a practical way? I don't know if that makes sense to you, but yeah. Oh, it's so good, so good and so helpful. Um, for the person that is looking to raise up the next gen or say they're onboarding people, um, what is, what is your bar for, you know, when you're doing auditions yeah. and stuff, you know, because, you know, there always mm -hmm. is a bar, right? And you can tell, you can tell when someone's got it. And right. then you can Absolutely. be like, I don't know if, how much, you know, no matter how much I pour into this, I don't know, right. you know, but of course we want everybody to get there. Right. You know, that's our heart. We want everyone to yep. succeed. Yep. We want to see, see everyone mm -hmm. go, you know, the, to the next leg of the race. But um, what is but your, the, you know, American Idol moment where it's like, uh, not going to happen, you know, yeah. not going to happen. So right. <laughs> right. Where they are so ruthless. I think that's where it's, you have to have a pastoral heart. Um, mm -hmm. I think you're not doing someone any good when you're not speaking truth mm -hmm. and you can always be like, Hey, you know, there's that principle where if you're faithful with little, mm -hmm. God will give you much. Um, but I'm going to be real with you. It's going to be a journey. Um, you're going to have to get into some lessons because this might not be natural for you. Mm -hmm. So you're not like shutting them down necessarily forever. Mm -hmm. right. You got to speak truth to some people when you're right. like, they're so tone deaf, you know, you got to be a little bit right. honest with them, um, but mm -hmm. also do it in a very loving way and, and be like, Hey, you can always be part of the worship culture. Right. Um, I think one of the things I like about having a, a the worship workshops is that you know the cream always rises to the top you can right. tell in worship workshop when there's you know 10 guitarists playing together there can be a natural audition they don't even realize where you're right. like okay that's person's getting actually pretty close you know that kind of thing so for me rather than i don't think you get a really good sample of somebody when they walk into a room their heart's pounding they're not playing with a team and you don't get a good sampling. So I think giving them a broad way to show them, to, mm -hmm. to show you kind of, so you welcome in into the worship community where I'm not mm -hmm. stopping them from coming to that jam session, but also having honest conversations. And then when it's that moment for that, you know, audition, you know, you have two ways that you're looking at them, not just one audition where they walk in because right. I've had moments where I've walked in the nerves got the best of me and you're like oh my gosh I croaked like I cracked right. literally yeah. or I can't you know so giving people the opportunity in a very natural environment to play for you to me is a little bit uh, of a a better on-ramp for us so I will have people now send videos and you know an audition um, mm -hmm. but I, I'm trying to be very honest I will say this too I am I am an under promiser over deliverer. So like, I don't okay. someone, you know, I'm not going to be like, we're so excited to have you on the worship team. No, I don't, I don't lead with that. Right. I'm like, Hey, you know, um, we love that you're interested in this. You know, there's like little subtleties that you can right. be careful in your language to pastor their heart that you're not being like, right. you know, and then you're like, Hey, there's also lots of ways to get involved. There's, our whole church mm -hmm. there's kids worship there's right. you know lots of different right. places to get involved one's not less than the other um, but then not being afraid when you have someone that you're like i gotta be honest with them 
you know, if someone really doesn't have rhythm and they've been coming to worship workshops for a year, you got to say something, you know, and be like honest right. with them in a pastoral way. Not loving. be afraid. Not be afraid. Not yeah. Be afraid. And yeah, and what you're saying is so key, the pastoral loving way, because, you know, as pastors, or we could use the term shepherd, we're shepherding their heart in that mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. So we can yeah. be a gateway of rejection that could yeah. open a door to rejection for the rest of their lives. Or we could be a doorway to freedom and redemption mm -hmm. and helping get them in their redemptive calling for their life, which might not be worship. And God might have brought them right to you. So you could help lead them to the right, right. gate and to the yeah. right door for their life. And they're not even aware of it in that moment. Right. But, right. you know, but that doorway of rejection for them could be so real that we have to mm -hmm. pastor those moments. Yep very carefully wow. and, and you know what i was i was a music teacher for years and years right mm -hmm. so it, it's usually most of the time and maybe this is horrible to say but usually within the first five minutes i will know if this is a potential team right. member you know but i have been wrong so even after all the experience all the things you know if you handle it in a pastoral way where you're like hey take lessons mm -hmm. for a couple of years prove me wrong i have literally had people that i think were faith so faithful with little that god dumped some more on them and they have proved me wrong you know so handling that in that way where you're like i might be leading them to something different but i also might be challenging them in such a pastoral way that they they can come back and 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 it's can be a beautiful moment too you know so yeah humbling humbling for sure, for sure. yeah Okay, so to close off, just to close off today, um, what's the scripture that's really been resonating with you this season? That might be totally putting you on the spot. You could be like, wow, there's like 10 of them. But yeah, no. Well, yeah, I think there always is ton of them. I think one of them that is really my, is it, it, when I think about worship is my life scripture, and it's, mm -hmm. it's a very short, simple scripture. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I've been thinking about it more and more and more. And it's mm -hmm. Psalms 87, seven, it's all my springs are in you. Mm -hmm. And I think in that there's so much to unpack. I think us as, you know, worship team members or leaders or worship pastors or just honestly Christians that, that we cannot forget where our source is. Our source is that relationship with Jesus. And then I think as a creative is that, you know, God is the ultimate creator. And so, so that to me says, you know, we can't just be a copycat and you can't just be like, oh, that's how they're doing it is great, you know, and then we just copy that because when our source and we say all my springs are in you, then we're going right to the ultimate creative and getting a direct line. So I think even more and more with our team is just that that spirit is just that God, like our source, our personal source is you, our source of intimacy has got to start with you um, our creative juices have to start with you not just trying to do the latest greatest whatever but like that mm -hmm. sound comes from you um i think so many things come back to that and i keep with our team here at home is just pushing that it's just you know is we don't forget that ever that you know all of our springs the source the pure source of creativity and that connection with jesus has got to mm -hmm. be you know, front Beautiful. and center, you know, yeah. lives.
Yeah. And I know that's your, that's like your life song. That's it right there. Cause I've heard you talk about this before, you know, it just, I think yeah. comes out every time it's, you lead worship too. It's just still. like, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's there. Yeah. It makes me tear up talking about it. Cause it's yeah. just, it's where everything starts and ends. Yeah, totally. Uh, you and Doug care, carry an extraordinary heart to mother and father. Um, I would say generations, you know, I wanted to say the next generation, but generations. And I really believe in the power of impartation yes. really strongly, even over Zoom, even over podcasts. Yep. And I know that many people listening will probably never have the opportunity maybe to have you lay hands on them or be in the room while you're leading worship or while Doug's ministering, you know, to pray. Um, but I really believe that um, not only is God releasing the true worshipers in this mm -hmm. season, Yes. to rise up but he's he's raising up sons and daughters mm. but he's also raising up the true shepherds the mothers and fathers mm. not just leaders it's different yes it's different yes. leading you know and that's not that's a conversation maybe for another day but you know that true heart of the mother and father you know that heart that won't let go that heart of long suffering that yeah. heart of just that staying power or just like arms wide open i believe in you mm -hmm. and i don't just need you i want you you know <laughs> Right. Um, yeah, but could you pray a prayer? Yes. Just to close off today and, um, just whatever is in your heart, you know, as the Lord would lead, but just to yeah. pray over worship leaders, pastors, teams, yeah. just listening. Okay. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you that, uh, right now, Jesus across the globe, God, you are raising up, uh, uh, sons and daughters and mothers and fathers that have a heart for your presence, a heart of worship, God, that, that goes beyond the stage or the platform or the lights or all of the bells and whistles, God, but just really is take, you're taking us back father to that true intimate worship one-on-one -on -one with you god so i just pray for each person that's listening whichever generation they land in god father i pray that you would take us back to your heart father god i pray for the the mothers and fathers lord that are uh, in the process of raising up this next generation god i pray that there would be no gap uh, jesus that there would be a heart uh, for the next generation god that we would not come with pride we would not come holding on too tightly Lord God that we would we would be in our lane in our place God that 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 father and mother's heart God would reach out with love and excitement and passion to see the heart of worship developed in each young person God I pray for the younger generation God that there would not be this um in them, God, this desire to just be like the, the people that are maybe their heroes and role models, but God, that there would just be this heart to be like you, to be like Christ, to be like David that was constantly found in your sanctuary, uh, at the in the presence of Jesus at your feet. God, I pray that this generation, God, would not go after the platform, would not go after the fame, God, but would truly be found in you, God. And Father, I just pray for an anointing, God, in this season, Lord, on houses of worship, God, that, that there would just be uh, such a calling back to really worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord. God, we thank you. I can see it happening already, and I thank you for what you're doing. God, just call us back to that beautiful place. Lord, I pray that there would be uh, a love, Jesus, between all the generations, those that are before me, those in my generation, and those are coming after, that there would just be a love, that the house of God would be filled with all of the generations pursuing you, pursuing your heart, God, and just being 
just atmosphere carriers, God, that we would be carriers of the presence of Jesus, Lord. So I thank you that that even for today, I thank you for the conversation. I pray that seeds would be planted. I also pray for anybody who's discouraged right now, that maybe is a worship pastor that's discouraged. I pray that you would give them a strategy for their church, for their house, for their, their community, God, that there would just be even now seeds of faith, God, that you can take nothing and you can turn it into something. Those people that are praying for a drummer, God, that you would bring them what they need, Jesus, uh, in their church, that you would give them faith and hope, God, that that person might be 14 in their church right under their nose, God. So I pray for faith to believe, God, for the things, the lack that we have in our situations, but also faith to see what is right in front of us, what you can do with what you have given us, God. And so I just thank you for that, Lord. Just bless and anoint uh, every worship pastor, worship leader, person that is growing in this ministry, God. We just thank you for them and let an anointing be on, on them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. So good. Donna, thank you so much for being with us. And we just speak life and blessing over the Pearl Church and over you and Doug and your children and your son. No, he's going to be heading over to Belonging Company, and I can only imagine your mama's feeling, you know, your mama's heart, just like, you know, it's the right thing. But I know it's the right thing, but Jesus, help me. Here, here you go, Lord. He belongs to you. Yep. So, yeah, thanks so much. Sure, appreciate you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you felt encouraged and a little more equipped for the journey you're on this season. If you're interested in weekly mentorship in a small group setting or would like to find more worship resources, check it all out at worshipleaderscollective.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Connect, encourage, and equip. This is what we're all about at Wilco. We go together, not alone. Together, we can help move church forward.